This episode of Truth's Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives and Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, M. How you doing, girl? Well, 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 well. Feels like a magic day. Feels like a good day for some magic. Oh, 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 you know what? You're right. It does feel like a magical day, right? Um, because you know what? Christina's not here. That's not to say that she's without magic. We're not saying that. We're just saying she's not here, which means that we have a Black Girl Magic interview. Cue the charms. Y'all like my little sheer um, magical arms? I, I love this shirt. Um, um, so- <laughs> yeah. I I like it. I like it. You know, yeah. Uh, But, you know, Christina's not at the table, but it's a Black Girl Magic interview. And we have the honor of having JL Alexander here at the table with us. Welcome to the table, JL. How you doing, sis? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Super excited about our interview today. Yes. Wonderful. We are so glad to have you here at the table. So why don't I tell our sisters a little something about you before we get going? Uh, Sure. Just in case y'all don't know about JL, JL has established herself as a communications professional with a true commitment to community engagement through her passion for health and fitness over the last 11 years. She is the owner of the Vaughn Strategy, a public relations consulting business, and also serves as the owner and CEO of Black Girls Run. After serving as their brand manager for six years, she is also the founder and executive director of the Black Girls Run Foundation, a native of Norfolk, Virginia. Mrs. Alexander received her communications degree from George Mason University and her master's degree in strategic public relations from Virginia Commonwealth University. She is currently enrolled at the University of Notre Dame in the nonprofit executive leadership program. Mrs. Alexander has a passion for running, loves shopping and traveling. She is also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and she's a public relations and the Public Relations Society of America. She and her husband, Chris, are um, reside in Richmond, Virginia with their son, Chris Jr. and their dog, Luna. Welcome to the table, JL. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Of course, of course. You know, um, actually, I, I, when I saw um, that you're an AKA, Christina is also an AKA. So I'm sad yes. you didn't get to meet her, but you know. It's all good. It's your <laughs> <laughs> so JL, I would just love to hear from you about your own faith journey. How did you come to faith in Jesus Christ? Give us your testimony, sis. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, um, as an adult, I look back and I was like, I see the nuggets that my parents would drop in, not intentionally, but well, intentionally, but discreetly, like it wasn't faith was in religion was never forced upon us. Mm-hmm. But 
we knew that we were going to church every Sunday. That's like right. we were going to Sunday Bible school, vacation, vacation Bible school over yes. the summer. Um, we knew my mom, my grandmother would have, uh, you know, um, reunion, you know, the church reunion and homecoming yes. in the summertime. And we, and so, you know, we were baptized. We went through the regular, right. you know, black folk stuff. Um, and so, but you, as a child, as it becomes a routine, um, you just, that's all, you know, sort of, speak. And so I was raised up through the church, if you will, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, still have a relationship with the church that I grew up in. Uh, I went to a Catholic middle school. So, um, you know, I don't know if that was a religious standpoint. Obviously, I'm not Catholic, but, you know, just to add a little bit more structure in my life, I went to a church school. And so um, and then after high school and college, um, as I became an adult, you know, it was like, well, no, if I don't have to wake up on Sunday morning, <laughs> right. I'm not going to church. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you go through your phase of when you think you're grown and you think you know it all. And then you get to a point in your life and you're like, all right, what am I doing? Like, Lord Jesus, like, <laughs> and you need something you, you figure, you, okay, I need to strengthen my prayer life. I need to get on track. I need to get some consistency in my life. And you start finding yourself going back to church and real and strengthening your faith yes. because you're realizing that you need to something, something's going on in your life and you need a larger power mm-hmm. um, to start bringing you, bringing to you where you need to be. And I, so I would say I definitely um, started going back to church consistently um, as I was in my mid twenties, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I started to get into my career um, and all of that good stuff. And, you know, my faith has just continued to strengthen and, mm-hmm. you know, it ebbs and flows like everything else. When something's going on in my life, I'm like, all right, God, what you doing here? Come on. And so, but I think, um, I think it's that conversation with God that I consistently have. And I think that's what he expects of us is that we continue to talk to him, whether it's in prayer or just casually talking to let us know that he's there um, and he's always there. And so that's kind of where my faith is. Um, I haven't been to church since pre-pandemic right? Um, and I'm not a bedside Baptist church either. So right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I haven't been consistent over the, the pandemic, but um, you know, my prayer life is still there. And so, uh, my faith is still strong. And so, um, that's kind of my journey over the last 34 years or so yes, of my life. I love that journey. My, it's so <laughs> relatable, right? Uh, to myself and I'm sure to the sisters, um, at the table. And I love you. So I'm not bedside Baptist, but you know, this is a pandemic. <laughs> you, know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> right. And I have a, I have an almost two year old at home. So, you know, trying to <laughs> sit in front of a laptop to watch church service on a Sunday morning and cook breakfast and, you know, make sure that the family is taken care of. We just haven't gotten that down pat yet. So So something got to come off the table. And unfortunately, it's 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 watching uh, watching church on the phone that we haven't made that a routine. (laughs) You can listen while you run. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I watched the playback for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I have two children and they're eight and 10. And when we're sitting watching church on the computer, church on, you know, try to put YouTube on our screen, they have more questions, talk even more. So like I find I can't even pay attention and listen, (laughs) but I'm like, all right, Lord. You can't even focus. Right. Exactly. You have a plan for your life. 
Yeah, we we here we here. <laughs> oh well, I love hearing about your faith journey and even knowing that the way you said, "Listen, I just did all the black stuff." That was as to be my favorite part of the background. Um, we love we love a good black church upbringing. That's our that's our womb. That's our home. Now, my question is, I'm yeah, right. looking over your social media. That you're a Serena fan. We have that in common. That's my home. That's my goal. That's goals. Her, <laughs> her attitude, her workout routine. Oh, I, all black with all the black women in her are shining through. How do you decide through <laughs> just the figuring out different pieces of your personality, figuring out how you want to present the way that um, you're interacting with friends or with your own purpose, how did you decide to plant and focus on fitness and well-being for what you do with your life and time? Mm -hmm. And was sports or any other kind of fitness thing involved? Or did you discover that kind of on your own? How do those things fit together? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was I was always an athlete growing up. Okay. So, you know, fitness has been a part of my life. But again, it's kind of those like, OK, I, you know, I come from very old school parents and it's like, OK, you're in school. But, you know, what also are you doing extracurricular? Um, so, you know, I played basketball, I played softball. So that sports has always been a part of my life. My parents are also very avid sports people as well. Okay. My, my father played basketball overseas. My mom was a college volleyball player. They still play tennis, even in their mid seventies. Um, so they're super, wow. super active. So health and wellness has just always been a conversation in my home. Again, just something that I've always known. Um, and then it was not until I became adult and it was like, well, since I don't have to, I'm not under their house no more. That means I don't have to do this. Uh, and that's when, and that's when the weight came on when I stopped doing what mommy and daddy said. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they, they were trying to keep me away from that, but that's the life that I, you yeah. know, when, when I wasn't under their household and then I was out all times of the night and, you know, eating and drinking, whatever. whatever. <laughs> that's when that's when the weight came on and so I was like all right let me and I started this is my early 20s I started experiencing high blood pressure mm -hmm. and headaches and all of that and I had a great OB was like JL you are too young to be going on blood pressure medication mm -hmm. and she was an advocate of just just go and change your lifestyle and your diet. And that's what I did. I signed up for a 10K. Wow. Um, and that's when mm -hmm. I fell in love with running a decade ago. And so at the time, I wasn't even with Black Girls Run. Um, I was just doing it on my own. Um, I was actually introduced to BGR through my professional background, which is marketing and PR. Um, okay. And so that's it really came the merge of my passion as well as my professional expertise that I was introduced to BGR and just kind of how that journey started over a decade ago. Wow. Wow. Man, what a segue in the way that God, um, I think it's a testament, uh, a testament to how um, God will just not, none of our passions, our gifts, our skills are wasted, right? And God has a way of intervening uh, or interweaving. Uh, all those things together, right? And so yours was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for this 10K, which I'm like, wow, 
all right now. Didn't start with a five. She said ten. Not. I'm gonna just start going back to the gym. Okay. I mean, I was, you know, you you're early. I was probably 23 at the time, so you know, you if you're going to go out there, you go you go hard or you go home. Now, if you know, if I was starting to run right now, then I probably would start off with a 5K. But at 23, you know, you feel invincible. Yes, yes. I just love how it's just like all of that just came together for you. And I'm just curious. You know, this is actually something I was going to ask you later, but I since you already started off with the 10K, what would you say? How what would you say to the sisters at the table that are like, you know what? Maybe they've noticed that they've they've gained weight, and and I'm being positive, body positive, positive, and I want to be sensitive, you know, because I'm not yeah, saying that everybody has to. You love the body that you're in, but if the sisters at the table feel like, uh, I'm not happy with the way I'm looking right now. Right. And I want to change some things. I want to make some lifestyle changes. And I do want to run, but I just, I hate running. Or I know I should run, right? Because I know it's good for me. It's good cardio. But how do I get started? How do I overcome the inner voice that says, I can't do this? I'm dying. I'm running out of breath. What do you say to those sisters? I am sisters. Um, and how, do you, <laughs> how do you overcome that? How do you start to get into that stride where you're like, I got this runner's high and I really feel like, I love running. Like, how does that happen? Talk to the you know, if You know, it's it's really a combination of um, doing a mental check as well as consistency. So, you okay. know, as you, as you mentioned at the beginning, like, I, you know, if I'm not feeling the skin that I'm in and it's like, well, figure out what the intentions are because, you know, as you get older, the weight does not come off any quicker. Um, oh. And, you know, it can't be a fad. Oh, I need to just get right. into this dress or I need to get my summer body. That's right. No, this should really be a lifestyle. Um, you know, the black community, especially black women, we are just <laughs> as a people, we are just so unhealthy. Um, so we have to, we have to be consistent and we have to be committed. So it's just small stuff. Okay. Just go outside and start moving. Mm. I don't care if you run. I don't care if you skip. I don't care what you do. Right. We just want you to be active. Just okay. get out the house. Um, and as you start to do those consistent behaviors, build up your endurance, <laughs> build up that commitment and consistency, you'll start doing it on a regular basis. You'll start seeing your body changing. You know, you can, you don't have to do that, you know, how we do with our jeans, where we got to <laughs> do that extra, that extra jump. We don't have to do that extra jump or fall back on the bed to try to get the zipper, <laughs> try to get the zipper up. You'll see those little things change, and you'll and you'll be you'll start to like okay something's working here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's even you know sometimes physical activity. Um, is not the first step. It could be, it could just start in the kitchen. Nutrition is really the hardest thing. Physical activity just comes on the side, but nutrition, Hmm. just doing small things in the, in the kitchen Hmm. of not eating late or Hmm. not, you know, my guilty pleasure is cinnamon toast crunch at like 2 a.m., you know, or increasing your water intake. So, you know, it's just doing those small steps. Hmm. And I think we have to get away. Of course, it's great to have those large, big picture goals like, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. Yes. Let's trim. Let's trim those goals down to figure out where where are the small wins that we can do right now that will keep us to continue to be motivated and keep us consistent. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I love me some cinnamon toast crunch and chews. I I, I I appreciate your confession. Two a.m. Two a.m. It kills me, and I keep buying it from the grocery store. I don't look. We're going through a lot. Okay, we're in a pandemic, right? But it's killing me though. Like, and this is so personal. But I had my first cavity last month in thirty-four years. My first cavity, and my husband was like, "It's because you're eating." 
cinnamon toast crunch at 2 a.m. and not brushing your teeth afterwards. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. You you get devastated when you hear that news and you're like, wait, what? 31st? And I just got a A cavity? cavity? Just now? A cavity? Like, I feel like I had, like, yuck mouth or something. (laughs) Yuck mouth. I was like, oh my God. I was like, a cavity? I was like, JL, stop. So now I do it maybe two days a week. I don't do it because I was really bad. I only do about two days a week now. Um, there you go. But it's, baby it's, steps. It's, still, yeah, it's baby steps, right? That's a win because it was every night. But um, oh, yeah, that's baby my step. life right now. No, but pandemic, that's real. Pandemic introduced some bad habits. I think baby steps is real too because let's say that one of your bad habits is self-shaming, right? Beyond, okay, your blood pressure is going somewhere. Beyond, all right, we're getting tr- we're in trouble with the cholesterol. We're in trouble with the sugar intake. What if one of your bad habits is self-deprecation and your exercise is not necessarily to feel better in your skin or to achieve a goal, but because you believe you'll stop hating yourself if you achieve a certain weight, mm. what is, what's the encouragement? Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Strength, yeah. That you would give to women who they need the right reason to, to get into fitness and nutrition. Mm. You know, you know, as a, as a black culture, we love the, you know, small waist, big That's butts, right. all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we have to realize that, um, you know, we were, we were created in different shapes, sizes, yes. colors, and all of that. And so, yeah, you do have to love the skin that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to speak affirmations in your life because you're the only, you're, you're going to be your biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, you do have to have the right mindset that you can't be going after a particular body goal, it's a holistic approach, you know, your mental check in terms of exercise, the physical check in terms of exercise, how you're improving your health overall with physical fitness. So it's definitely a combination of things. You know, when I, like I mentioned, you know, your health and fitness journey ebbs and flows. When I started running at 23, I was, you know, I was tipping the scale around 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then just two years ago, 12 hours before giving birth to my son, I tipped the scale at 300 pounds. So my, you know, my weight loss journey has ebbed and flowed. But one thing I can confidently say is that I have loved the skin I am in, whether I'm I'm 180 pounds or whether I'm 300. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's, you know, continuing to build yourself up. But even as just black women, we have to build each other up as well. Like, hey, girl, yes, sister girl, you doing that. Like, you know, just continue to speak affirmations in each other's lives and realize that our, each of our journeys are the same. But we are absolutely a beautiful people. And we just have to absolutely we have to own that. Um, and I think that that's where it really starts. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes. Beginning to love yourself, right? Um, that, that's, a, that's a priority. And even in the word, Jesus tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves, right? So we right, actually have to right. love ourselves as well. Um, so yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You know, why don't we go ahead and take a quick commercial break? And when we come back, we will still be at the table with JL Alexander. So keep it locked, y'all. <laughs> 
sisters, y'all know that here at the table, we do try to make sure that we have paid homage to our indigenous neighbors. And that's why we are so honored to present to you IVP's First Nations version, an indigenous translation of the New Testament by Terry M. Wildman. If you're looking to experience the scriptures afresh, the First Nations version captures the simplicity, clarity, and beauty of Native storytellers' oral tradition in English. Whether you are Native or not, you will experience the creator's story in a fresh and new way in the FNV. In an easy-to-read style, the First Nations version captures the cadence and feel of an oral storyteller and adheres to a contextual approach using English word choices and idiomatic phrases that are culturally relevant with an effort to refrain from a stereotypical or culturally degrading simplicity. An audio version of the FNV will be available soon. Terry Wildman is the lead translator, general editor, and project manager for the First Nations version. He serves as the director of spiritual growth and leadership development for Native University. He is also the founder of Rain Ministries and has previously served as a pastor and worship leader. Along with Terry, the voices of over 25 Native tribes usher the reader into the cultural and linguistic thought patterns found in their original tongues, following the tradition of Native storytelling tellers oral cultures. This way of speaking with its simple yet profound beauty and rich cultural idiom still resonates in the hearts of the First Nations people. Truth Table listeners, our sisters at the table, you can save 30% off and get free U.S. shipping on First Nations version when you order at ivypress.com using promo code TRUTH21. That's promo code TRUTH21 to get 30% off and get free shipping within the United States when you use the promo code TRUTH21 and purchase at ivpress.com. This offer expires on September 30th, so y'all jump on it. And we are back at the table with JL Alexander, our Black Girl Magic guest. So, JL, my goodness, it has been the time of confession. Um, <laughs> it's been some good storytelling, some good uh, stories just about your own passion and convictions. And I'm curious about how it is that you uh, became the CEO of Black Girls Run and how did Black Girls Run come to be? Why do we need a Black Girls Run? Why do we need to declare that? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's not a long story, but in a nutshell, you know, Black Girls Run started in 2009. Um, it actually started off as a blog before social media and blogging yeah. became <laughs> what it is now. You know, now it's a whole industry, if you yes. will. And our co-founders, um, they had just graduated from uh, college. They had put on, you know, some weight mm -hmm. and they had started running and journaling their experiences. And at these races, they realized that they were just a few of a handful of black women at these races. And they were like, hold on, something's right here, wrong here. Like, you know, why are we just peppered in? into these, you know, phenomenal events that are happening, we should, we should really create a community. And they found a niche. They did a call out saying, Hey, we're running the Atlanta peach tree race in July. Um, if anyone want, if anyone wants to run with us, let us know. And they had, you know, a few dozen women show up saying, Hey, yeah, girl, like I want to run this, but I didn't know anybody that ran, you know, I'm trying to do this and, you know, I'm great. I'm so grateful to find some other sisters that want to run as well. And literally from there, it just grew like a grassroots movement lit fires under communities across the country to start 
creating this movement yeah. called Black Girls Run. And then here we are a decade, over a decade later, um, and we have cities across the country, um, a couple hundred thousand groups across, well, not groups, but members across the country. So we have a huge footprint now. Yeah. I started with BGR, um, as I mentioned, you know, when I first started running, but I was introduced to them for my marketing and PR side. They were yes. looking for branding assistance as they took off nationally. And I was uh, introduced to the co-founders through a professional mentor. Um, and they were like, Jayla, you know, we see you starting to run. Well, you know, and they need some assistance with branding. Um, you just got out of grad school. Like, hey, yeah. I think this would be the perfect merge. And so um, flew up to New York, managed a media event for them. Um, and that was almost a decade ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Slept head to toe with them in a studio apartment up in New York. Yes. First time meeting them, yeah. which which sounds crazy now. I'm like, I could have been a part of a whole <laughs> sex trafficking system. No. Like, what? What? Who was? Like who? Like literally, my steps were ordained because okay. that could have literally that oh, could have gone goodness. completely left. Like I'm like. Who approved this trip? Um, but then, like, all of our husbands' names are Chris. Like, it what? was like little, yeah, it's like little stuff that wow. it was just like, this is just weird, yeah. but it works. And so, over the last decade, um, I just became like the right hand person for our co founders, learned the business in and out, um, was just that person, if you right. will. And then at the end of 2017, um, you know, the organization started to kind of take a turn in terms of leadership and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I was the, had the opportunity to buy the company um, okay. and bought the co-founders out. And now here we are three years later, I sit as the CEO and owner. So that's kind of how it came to fruition or came full yeah. circle. My goodness. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's crazy starting off as a volunteer. And then I was able to actually buy the company. Wow. Um about ten years, about seven years later, and now we here, and now here we are, ten years later. Go wow. JL, go <laughs> girl, girl magic. That's what I'm it's all laid out like no big deal, no big deal. Then I bought the co-founders out. No big deal. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy when you talk about it. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what happened, but everything just happened not perfectly. You know, there's always nuances, but um things really did like it was definitely like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, you know, things have not been easy, but I I can definitely say it has been a blessing just this this journey that I've been on. Oh, that's amazing. And truly, when you think about <laughs> the PR side and how your relational um, sort of prowess was had to be a huge part of your moving up so swiftly. So you said that you were connected through a professional mentor. What is mentoring? What does that look like, right. especially for changing people's holistic health outlooks? How is mentoring and relationships deeply connected to the work that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, a mentor is on different levels and I, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, whether it's personal or professional, I think there's always someone that we can aspire to mm -hmm. consult with, feel confident and comfortable asking questions. And even if, you know, they're not officially your mentor, I think there's always someone that knows someone or someone within your space to say, Hey, I know she's been through this, or I know she's going through yeah. this. Let me just 
ask her a question. And I think we need more of that in the black community um, to say, hey, you know, I know Jay runs a business and I'm trying to do X, Y, Z. Let me just pick up the phone and call her. Um, And that's probably the biggest thing for me. Mentorship has meant so much because over my last 10 years, I haven't had a lot of black mentors. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the folks that I've reached out to, um, it's been white folks helping me out Mm -hmm. and it's been information that my mom or my dad didn't know. And it's like, where do I go find a lawyer to help me with the acquisition of a business? Right. You know, where do I find like a tax accountant to help me with, you know, filing for a 501c3? And I was always directed to white people. And it's like, well, now that I have this information, how can I help my people yes. out? Yes. Um, how can we keep that information within our community mm-hmm. and build each mm-hmm. other up? So mentorship means a lot, whether it's you know, physical fitness, finding a mentor to keep you encouraged mm-hmm. to just stay active and stay motivated. Yes. But it could be business and relational as well. And I think it doesn't have to have that official mentor title. Yeah. Like I said, it could just be just picking the phone up and knowing who to call and having those those relationships that you feel comfortable enough to ask those questions when you need help. Mm, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, my goodness, I, you know, I'm I'm curious. Um, to know from you, Jaya, how is it that, how do you balance, or can you, have you been balancing? It's, maybe it's confession time. That was a great um, face. We, we value confession. Just the we word value balance. The word balance. <laughs> to a different place. How do, I right, the word balance, that, that's even a trigger these days, right? But how do you balance being a CEO, owner and CEO of Black Girls Run, a mother and wife, and also the business owner of the Vaughn Strategy, like your public relations and communications business. How? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It does okay. not get balanced. Okay. It does not get balanced. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, uh, you have to figure out something's always going to take priority okay. over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's not a balance. It's like, okay, right now in this present moment, this Black Girl Magic interview is my priority mm-hmm. and it's going to get my attention mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Everything else has to be on pause. Yes. So there's always something that's going to be priority. So for me, mm-hmm. it's a matter of things being in harmony. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think things are in harmony all the time. <laughs> you know, um, my, my husband is a virtual fourth grade school teacher. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, we have an almost two year old. So he's teaching in the morning from eight to one. Okay. Eight to one, nothing gets done on my schedule except taking care of a two year old. That's right. Nothing on my schedule. I don't care what emails are coming through. I don't care what, who's calling my a hundred percent attention. And I have to be present for my son because at that age, he will get into anything. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and if I turn my head and if I don't see him and if he's quiet, if I say, okay, let me sneak this text message in. Mm-mm. All hell has broken out. <laughs> yes, we're talking. So, you know, so to answer your question, there is no balance. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of trying to figure out what's working, being present in the moment, and just giving you 100% for what you're doing right then, building out a schedule. But when I tell you, something's always not going to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just said that this morning, I was like, I have way too much going on, and I keep on 
putting more things on my plate. Um, And I'm like, why am I doing this? So Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, my husband was like, all right, you need to sit down and figure out what takes priority. Something's going to have to come off. And I think it's that constant evaluation um, that we have to figure out, okay, if, you know, if I'm feeling tired, if I don't feel like I'm showing up as a mother and a wife, then we need to look at something and something needs to come off the plate. And I think it's that constant self-evaluation. That's the only way that we're going to make this thing called life work. (laughs) But there is no balance. Anybody that says their life is balanced, they lying to you. (laughs) That's a word. They are lying. That's a word. That's a word. Right. We know one or two things about that. Trying to, we're all juggling things. Truth table is all juggling something five things at the same time it's on any given day right and i mean you know just as as black women you know as black women strong black women determined you know we want the career we want the family we want the children we want the you know we want the accolades Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of work to try to achieve all of that and sometimes it's just you gotta look like is this all worth it i'm pouring this in i'm pouring all of this into a job Mm -hmm. and then i come home tired Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband looking at me like this house dirty, food need to be cooked, my child crying. Like, so you got, you got to figure, you got to figure out, you got to figure it out. You have to figure it out. And some things, some things will not get done and you got to be okay with that Mm. and just give yourself grace and keep it moving. Yeah, that's it. it. But you know what? You even just saying like, there's no balance. Like, I, there's no balance. I'm just trying to prioritize what's on my plate right then and now. Right. That gives a lot of liberty and grace to the sisters at the table who either feel that same way or who have been killing themselves mm-hmm. to get this balance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for being honest about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said for people feeling badly for not taking enough rest or folks who are like, well, I have to push and oh, multitask yeah. and juggle. Yeah. So I love what you said about the pause button to say that if you can pause all the other multis on your task list and just focus on this interview right here or <laughs> just focus on your son for the top half of the day, there's so much freedom in saying, I cannot do 15 things at the same time. I simply can't. Right. So just right. telling that truth. Right. That's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. How are you able to Yeah, you have to you have to yeah. say, I'm I'm very I'm very confident in you know, I'm very uh, I'm very transparent in setting those expectations mm-hmm. and setting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. If I can't mm-hmm. take a meeting at eight AM, I can't. You guys got if you really want me to yes. take this interview or take this call, you gotta work with my schedule. That's yeah. just where I am right now. And so I always say you have stand stand in what you can and can't do. And yeah. you know, if they really want you to be a part of it, they'll they'll make accommodations Absolutely. on their end um to have you be a part of whatever it is. Um and I always say you this, you know, this goes without saying you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Um and when I get that itch, like, all right, JL, like you are not, nothing's operating at a hundred percent. You don't feel well. You're tired. 
all right, you need to take some days off where you're just, you don't have to think about anything. And we all get that itch, like, especially through this pandemic where we haven't yes. been able to vacation, <laughs> yeah, like, yes. or been doing these staycations, yes. which is not a vacation. Not a vacation. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we have to, we have to, li- we have to listen to those, we have to listen to those intuitions. Yes. Like, okay, it's time to turn something off so we can pour back into the ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. And I also wonder what what does it really look like to <laughs> pour into self as an example to community? You know, what does it look like to show like the sisters who are coming mm-hmm. to you for advice? How are you running two companies? How are you mothering and wifing and friending? How are you doing all that? Um, what are the things that you're doing now? I I'm assuming that fitness is actually fun for you by now, <laughs> and it's not necessarily like oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's that's man. That's mandatory. Okay, <laughs> that is mandatory. If I don't if I don't get a run in, uh-huh. it's not going to be a good day. <laughs> okay, so like a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> that is mandatory. There is no. Uh, well, I don't drink coffee, but um, yeah, but running, running is, is non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Like exercise has to happen because that's my stress relief. That's, that's my time where I don't have, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a mom, I'm not a mother, uh, or I'm not a wife. Mm-hmm. I'm just out on the pavement running. It's me and my thoughts. And that's, and that's my time to turn off for like 30, 45 minutes. And it's, it's the most precious time of the day. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds devotional. Wow. Sounds like a prayer closet. <laughs> right. I be doing a whole lot That's crying, right. talking to God. Yes. Then I turn on some ratchet music. It'd be a That's whole it. lot going on. It'd be a whole lot going on in that 30, 45 minutes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> a whole lot going on in that 45 minutes. That's but hey. But it's yep. your time. It's your time. And you need yep, that. It's my time. It's my time. You know, JL, I, I want to ask you just one more question about before we before we get to before we get to the force fun segment. Um, I want to know, can you talk to us about the Black Girls Run Foundation? What is that? Uh, what does what do y'all do at the foundation? And how can yeah. our sisters learn more about that? Yeah, so Black Girls Run, like I said, we started in 2009, but the foundation came on board in 2018. And this is the opportunity for us to really pour back into the community. So we have so many dynamic women across the country in terms of ambassadors that lead our local groups, run coordinators that are showing up at, you know, 6 a.m. for, you know, a three, four mile run. Um, And so we have this dynamic community and we just needed to figure out, okay, how can we support them at a local level? And so Mm. this foundation was an opportunity for us to start receiving funding to really support these women and whether it's professional development opportunities, uh, run training, run coach certifications. Uh, We also host training programs. Um, Like right now we have 150 women going through a 10, uh, excuse me, a 5k training program where we pair them with a physical therapist, a run coach, um, a dietitian. We also outfit them with shoes and clothes. um, And we provide this, you know, wraparound support for them to really get them started on the right track in terms of running and health and fitness. And so those opportunities like that is where we really pour back into the community to really get Black women 
up and moving, but then also provide the support that they need. Um, you know, people talk about, um, you know, running is so it's like an equalizer. Well, no, it's not really. Mm. Some people really can't go just can't go out their front door and just go for yes, a run. Yes. Um, you know, shoes, yes. running shoes cost $150 and up. The right running shoes, yes. I should say. Okay. $150. And if you're really running, you're replacing them almost every three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then races, you're paying $100 for a half marathon. So, yeah. you know, running is not, yeah. running is not cheap, is not equitable. Um, and so we want to be able to remove those hurdles, if you will, um, okay. to really afford the opportunity for all women to be able to run and to be able to make healthy, healthy living and physical activity a priority. Wow. You know, I, that is so wonderful. I, you know, I did not know that there were those barriers to entry because oh, yeah. I'm not a runner. And so like, <laughs> you know, but I didn't know that I, I've never done like a marathon or anything like that. I didn't, but yeah, I guess that does make sense. You do have to pay the, I, I those are things I just had not thought yeah. about yeah as you get as you get into the running you know as you get into the running field you 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 know you want to get you know pants that you won't chafe in and those thighs so your thighs won't rub right. well that means you got to pay you know 85 dollars for a good pair of tights yeah. um you know you got to start wearing a hundred dollar bra so your girls are protected. Yeah. So all of those things really start to add up. Um, so, you know, we want to be able to be that resource for women that they can say, hey, BGR really starting me off on the right track. Um, and though and those weren't those weren't hindrances in my life to keep me from achieving this goal. Wow. Wow. My goodness. Thank you for breaking that down. I'm so glad no that we, you know, we got to learn more about the uh, Black Girls Run Foundation, ways that you're supporting Black women who want to get started, you know, um, yeah. in this road. But they're like, ah, money is a barrier because, you know, you don't need any other barriers to fitness. That's now. right. <laughs> Yeah, the, mental, the mental is hard enough, As right? Is, that's enough, right? And, then, <laughs> and, we, and we in a panini? Oh, no, we don't need nothing out to keep up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> From hitting the pavement. So thank right. y'all for what you do, JL. Thank you. Um, so this is, it's time. The time has come <laughs> for Force Fun. This is the hardest part of the interview. I've been letting you know. I've been letting you know. So this is our force fun segment. We still don't, we need, we need a theme song, but it's force fun. So we're going to ask you some questions. Okay. A little lightning around and you just got to answer. You got to answer. You got to answer. Okay. So (laughs) the first question I'm going to ask you is one got to go. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm all ready. Okay. Because people think they ready and they don't be ready. But okay. Whitney, Shaka, Aretha, Anita. One got to go. You said you was ready. You said. You said. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Whitney, Shaka. You know. Okay, you got I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to drop Shaka from that group. Um that's but yeah, the other three the other three they they those songs are consistent those songs are consistently in rotation. Um but <laughs> Shaka, you know, you don't play Shaka too often. So I, I'm a, that Shaka get dropped from the group. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Michelle, right? 
Chaka is often dropped. That's so, true. JL, I just want you to know that you're okay. not the only one at the table that's dropped Chaka. So. I got you. <laughs> and you're all wrong. Everybody. That ain't right. That ain't right. I apologize. Michelle, who you would have dropped? Anita? Yeah, I, I don't want to say. They did this to me one time. I'm like, I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm never being a guest on this show again. Well, did. She never answered. I was the one that, Anita was my second choice, but Anita... Anita, Anita, do some That's things like, yeah, like you feel, you feel a certain, you feel a certain way when you hit, you hear Anita versus yeah. that Shaka song. So that's why I kept, that's why I kept Anita in my top three. Mm-hmm. Now all the black women in me love all, all right, four. And you got the next one. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> if you had to choose one superpower, just, just one, what is the superpower that you would have? Probably be able to see the future. Mm, right. Mm. All right. Mm. Um, Why that? That, one? that would probably be my superpower. I, you know, my my. Um, I guess this is like a. I don't know if you would call it a vice, but very often I'm always like I, I overplan or I overthink or I'm like, oh, we're ch- we're like we're planning a vac- family vacation in August. Mm-hmm. That means I need to get another car seat. I need to get another stroller to travel in. I need it. Like, so I start listing all these things that I need to buy, Mm -hmm. but the trip is three months away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, JL, if I'm always like, if I could be in the, if I could be just, just be present a little Uh bit more. Uh My, my, my therapist says like, JL, you're all, there always will be more. There always will be more. She was like, so be present, Mm -hmm. be present. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I could see in the future, and it'd be like, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I had that, 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 that. Oh, yeah, we good. JL, don't stress about that because I know what's coming. <laughs> then you could be present. So if, I don't know. <laughs> then I could be present because I already know. It's already taken care of. God cleared that That's out. That's it. That's it. You know. <laughs> God did it. God did it. Why am I stressing about that? That's how it, you know, that's, or if it's something bad coming my way, then, you know, I could better prepare myself. Yeah, like, why am I going to set myself up to be even more stressed? Or, so if I could see the future, then we won't have to worry about none of this. That's it. That's it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Trying to see the future. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that yeah, I think that's a good trust to me. I'd be like, I be wanting to know. I'm nosy. I want to know what's coming. Right. I would have been stressing. I would have been stressing about that terrible boyfriend I had ten years ago. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like God, would God clear that up? I don't need you. <laughs> like, oh, you want to leave me? Like, right. You go ahead. Go ahead. In ten, in ten years, come on. I know I'm gonna be married. Come on. And with a kid, so <laughs> you can go ahead. Go ahead. Don't go going to come on well we got one more one okay. more i think that's the first time anybody's like preached off of the superpower gift that they want by the way <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i think that's the first the truth table like yeah we need more of that um right. okay. <laughs> the last force fun question i have for you is if we were to get into your car with our masks on, 
Um, even though I'm, I'm a Pfizer princess, just want to say that. Um, with our you, know, man, you know they dropped they dropped the mask today. They you know they dropped the mask today. If you fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask no more. Girl, I was like, okay, America don't want to get out. I'm too traumatized for that. I'm going to be wearing my mask. Okay, I'm going to be wearing my mask. Forever. Exactly. Exactly. I ain't fooling with y'all. I ain't fooling with y'all. So we getting into your car, Jaya. With our masks, um, what are we going to hear playing in your car? What we going to hear? What we going to hear, girl? This is a great face. Uh, <laughs> is, is, who's listening right now? <laughs> I'm sitting just at the table. Are they, they can roll you know, with you. They can roll with you. They, they can know, roll we with rock, you. We um, it is, I, I listen, you know, I listen to uh, very ratchet music. Um, so... Um, I mean, the other day I was blasting, you know, Biggie. Um, so I yes. felt a little bit ni- 90s old school. Yes. But then, you know, I'll turn it around and listen to Meg and Cardi and yes. Yo Gotti. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm, a, I'm a rap and hip hop yes. head to the, to the fullest. Um, but I can I swing between the old school and the new school. <laughs> I see um, you, JL. I see you. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, like I said, I believe in God and I pray, yes. but I'm also I'm also a G at the end of the I day. Like <laughs> I understand. I understand. You got to release your inner gangster boo. I understand. Yeah, like yeah, I like trap music. I definitely like trap music. I love all of you. I love everything that you want. Yeah, did you watch the um the Biggie um documentary on Netflix? This is off topic, but I did not. I did not watch that. It's really great. I can't remember what the name of it is right now. But anyway, just go I'll look it up and look it up. Okay. It's fantastic. Anyway. I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> I love Biggie. So you you know, you got me here. I was like, we are here. We are here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So that's the end of Force Fun. Good job, JL. You were fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> well, JL, this is your time. Talk to our sisters at the table. Let them know how they can follow your work, follow you on social media. Tell them any anything you want to plug. Go ahead, sister. <laughs> awesome. So to join our dynamic community, you can head to blackgirlsrun.com. Um, find a group near you. Just show up and let's hit the pavement together. Uh, we have 75 groups across the country. So I can guarantee Wonderful. that you will find a local city near you. Um, and then we're on all social media, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. So definitely look us up at Black Girls Run and at official Black Girls Run on IG. And then if you want to follow my personal journey mm-hmm. for you know being a business entrepreneur wife mother and everything in between mm-hmm. uh you can find me at jlalexander.com and at jlalexander on all social media channels as well so i look forward to connecting uh with our black girl magic crew yes 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 well thank you so much for taking a seat at the table with us jl alexander thank you <laughs> thank you for having me of course and we want to thank our sisters for so taking good. a seat at the table with us let's keep the conversation going tweet us your thoughts about black girl magic interview with jl alexander um and y'all know what to do follow us on the twitters on the instagram on the facebook and we'll see you at the table next week bye y'all we want to thank you for taking a seat at the table with us this week let's keep the conversation going tweet us your thoughts about this episode using the hashtag truth table black women did y'all know that we have our own black women's discipleship group on facebook Make sure to follow Truth Table on Facebook and join our Facebook group today. Invite your homegirls too. 
Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Table, or email us your thoughts at info at truestable.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truce Table has a Patreon account now, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truestable, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truestable. Truce Table is made possible by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. I've been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truce Table. Bye, y'all.